the last few minutes of the previous year got cut off, so I'm going to re-record the final point of the share. So we were discussing the halacha and simon reish lamed in Arachayim, quoting the Gemara in Bav Metziah and in Tainus, that someone goes to measure their grain, they say a yiratzayin, a tefillah, before they measure, of shetishah bracha bekriyazeh, that Hashem should send bracha into this pile of grain. And once they start counting the grain to separate meiser, according to the Ramban, they would say a bracha, baruch hashaleach bracha bekriyazeh, a bracha that Hashem thank you, so to say, for sending bracha in this pile. Now the Ramban and the Ritva, Kesef Mishnah, and el Yiraba explain that it's a bracha that you say b'shem umachus with Hashem's name. How can you make a bracha when you're not confident that it's going to happen? So the Ramban says it's talking about someone who's going to separate Meiser. And when you separate Meiser Tvua, there's a promise, there's a haftacha from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Aser ta Aser, Aser, b'shvil shetis asher. And a person will see bracha even in that kri, even in that pile. So we asked a few questions in general on testing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we also asked how come, if it's true that a person could could test HaKadosh Baruch Hu with Maeser Ksafim, according to the Beis Yosef and the Ramah, and many Paiskim, could test Hashem with Maeser Ksafim, so why can't we say this bracha? Let's say a person is counting his cash after a year of work, maybe you should say this bracha, Baruch HaShaleach Bracha Bikri Hazen, this pile of cash. So we ventured into the world of the Klichemda, a world of Lamdus, Talmud of the Avni Nezer, and a lot of Pilpul, and we said the following. He he brings this is found in the Sefer Kli Chemda on Chumash Parshas Vayakel. He quotes the Targum Yenis Menuzil, who says that the Shemin Zayis Zach that they used for the Mishkan came Menashemayim, and he asks uh, a question. But Darach Popol, how could they bring this oil as as a uh, as a uh, in, in the base of Mikdash when you need Shemin Zayis Zach and it has to be from olives, it can't be from Menashemayim, and that was his question on that. And he goes on a tangent and goes through many places in Halacha where you see this concept where the challenge is that you need actual grain that grew from the ground, you need oil, you need something that is physical and natural and not something that came in Menashemayim. He brought a, a riot from the Gemara in Menachos regarding the Shteha You cannot use a flower that came from Shemayim for the Shteha So he brings down the famous Kasha of the Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef in Hanukkah, which every uh, Hanukkah Masiba in Yeshiva or Hanukkah party, hopefully that's Apitaira, they ask this question to try to come up with an answer. That's the Minog, where the if you go through the story, the storyline of Hanukkah was that they ha- they found one Pach Shemen, which w- which was sufficient for one night of burning the 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 uh, Menorah in the Beis Hamikdash, and the miracle was that this candle, this oil lasted another seven days. So how can we keep Hanukkah for eight days? We should only keep Hanukkah for seven days because the actual miracle was only seven days long. That's the famous question of the base. Yosef, and there are many answers for that. The Taz says that the first night, the oil from the first night didn't just uh, have enough that you could have for the second night. It had to last that the first night oil remained through the entire day because otherwise a nace wouldn't have transpired. What the Taz is saying is that when Nisim happened, it typically comes through something that already is in existence. It's not yesh me'ayin. Yesh me'ayin is, is you have oil just appeared in my uh, menaira. Here it's you had oil and there's still leftover oil. And he brings from the Pesukim by Esha Sovad in the beginning of Malachim Beis where Elisha uh, 
met this woman and she needed she needed a parnasa and he asked her what you have and she said kiim a sukh shamash she only had one little jar of oil he said bring it and they put it into a room they closed the room and this oil reproduced and there was so much oil that they kept on bringing more kalim and kalim and kalim to be able to to contain all of this oil that came from this nace from this bracha so the taz says something very simple that in order for the miracle to transpire, the first night of oil had to last more than its typical amount because in order for there to be a miracle on the second night, the oil had to have extended all the way to the second night and had to have remained. Fine, that's the Taz's shot. So the Klechemda explains it a little further and he says that it's not, it's not just because of this concept that a miracle has to take place through bracha. It's more than that, that there's a difference between nase and bracha. And he goes, and he says, nase is, a real nase is yesh me'ayin, something that came in existence from nowhere, versus the typical nisan that we experience, bracha, is where you have something, and there's more of that. And he says that, l'chayra, if you look in the Ramban, the Ramban says that, and we can ask a question, we can ask a question here, we can ask a question in all places where you find miraculous things, that in the Ramban's world, they were taking uh, grain, so you, you piled up your grain from the field, and now you're counting it to give meiser. So, let's say a person, only had a thousand pounds of corn, well not corn, but a thousand pounds of wheat, then he says this tefillah, he says this bracha before he counts, because otherwise a bracha would not be so he didn't count yet, and he makes this bracha, and he's confident that he has more by making this bracha than what he had before. So let's say, instead of having what number did he give? 10,000 pounds of wheat? He has 11,000 pounds of wheat. When he goes and does Hafrashas Meiser, how do you know that you're not getting some of this wheat, the miraculous wheat that came from heaven? Maybe you're getting that wheat in your Hafrashas. So you're being mafrish on something that's a chayv, uh, something that's potter, on something that's chayv, because the wheat that came from heaven didn't grow from the ground. It would not be chayv and Meiser. So the Klechemda says, Ayusayid, that Anytime we have nisim that are not yesh it didn't just come miraculously from the heavens, it came from something that already existed and it just extended it. Like the Eishas Ovadia, if you look in the Redak there, he quotes a Tesefta. Interesting question regarding that oil. But he says, when you have bracha, the way bracha works is not yesh it's yesh yesh. You have two ounces of oil and now you have 10 ounces of oil, but it's the same oil. So he says the bracha is an extension of what already exists. So whatever status that original wheat had, so in this case, in the Ramban's case, the Gemara, someone is going to measure his grain, he did those that wheat was tevel, it was not yet gemeisered. So at that point, when the new wheat comes from Shemayim, that's also considered tevel. Versus by the Eishu Sovadia, the oil already existed, and it was already gemeisered, and everything was, was taken properly. So any new oil has the same status as that. And it's the aside that bracha is an extension of what is, and not yesh me'ayin. Now that's his Yisoyed, it's a fascinating klechemda, answers many questions, it brings up, it gives you a thought for additional questions, but that's the, that's the uh, shita of, of the, uh, the klechemda. Now I want to use this klechemda to perhaps answer a few questions that we have. Now this is all bederach pilpul, I don't think it's halachalamaisa necessarily, but it's bederach pilpul in the style of the, of the klechemda. We mentioned from the Arach HaShochan in Reish Lamed, the way he explains this concept that a dover Hasamim and Ayin could have a bracha. Well, once you count it already, you cannot ask for a bracha because that's like davening for a nace. He says because when Hashem gives us this gift, this bracha, it's typically done in, in a way that 
it's not noticeable that it's a nace because Hashem runs the world and he doesn't want to all of a sudden show nisim v'neflois yesh me'ayin. Maybe there are people that are malumid benisim, you had chasidah sherebas, you had mekubalim, but for everyone else, the bracha comes, according to Baruch HaShulchan, comes as what we call a bracha versus a nace. It's not yesh me'ayin, it's what already exists, it's going to be a, an abundance. Based on that, perhaps we could answer a few different things. Number one, why don't we say a bracha on my Saksafim, of the same thing when your person is counting his cash at the end of the year. So I was thinking that we have this question of people testing Kodesh Baruch and sometimes people, they give my sir, and the next month they ask, where is the, where is the bracha? Where is the Aseh B'Shoshet this Asher? I'm not seeing the wealth. And we know from the Ramban that it could, ha- it could happen immediately. As he was counting to separate my sir, he got the bracha. So what's Pshat? So many, many Rosh Hashivas say, many Rabbanim say, it might take five years to find the bracha. But what does that mean, it might take five years? What about the guarantee? So perhaps, based on the Klechem, that we could say that this concept of maybe we could be medayik in the word bracha that the promise that a Kaddish Bracha gives us has to come through a bracha and not it's not going to come where you have a person who's working uh, as a cashier is going to get hired as a CFO of a big company the next day that's just not going to happen that would be a nace and it wouldn't be bracha. so for some people they tackle could experience where they are situated in life financially and from an employ from a uh, a work standpoint they from yeah they could actually see this bracha meaning they are in the business let's say they're a broker or whatever business it is where they are already doing something that lends itself to be making a lot of money so it's much easier for them to see that bracha and it wouldn't be yesh me'ayin versus someone who is in a, a little bit of a rougher work environment it might take a few years. He'll see that one step led to the next, to the next, to the next. But Hashem will be mechem itzadigover. That he will be eventually be in a place where when he makes his wealth, it's going to come through bracha and not through a nace. Because to, to overnight success, for some people, would be a real nace, a real miracle. Versus by other people, we would say, this is not yesh me'ayin. He was already involved in these businesses. And Baruch Hashem, those businesses grew. So we could see that it takes place through bracha. So perhaps... When it comes to my Saksafim, really, there is no guarantee. Of course, there's a guarantee. Haftacha from HaKadosh Baruch But there's no guarantee that it's going to happen that moment. It might take a few months. It might take a few years. And that's why, perhaps, we cannot make a bracha. We cannot have a uniform policy, even according to the Ramban. And even according to the Ramah, the Beis the hold you could test Hashem with my Saksafim. We cannot have a uniform policy to make a bracha on this. Because who's to say that, it, that when you can't your cash, you're going to have more bracha? Versus... Someone who went out in the farms and he grew and he he grew uh, wheat. He was uh, working all day, so he gave Hakadosh Baruch so to say, a whole pile of grain to be that, that bracha should be chal on on his maise yadayim. He worked, and apiderach hateva. It could be he miscounted. It could be that this was a good year, a good produce. So there is a way on a dover has some in an for him to see that success right away. And that's why the Ramban says you can make a bracha on. Giving my setfua, but not on my sirksafim. That would be uh, the answer, and that would also help us understand why it takes people sometimes longer than others to see the bracha of the vaharikaisel lechem bracha. Might take months, years, because it's based on what they're up to in life. And would the ashiras come 
the derech neis, would it be yesh me'ayin to the onlooker? And the Aruch HaShulchan says, we don't want that. We don't ask for nisim. Or it would be a situation where Hashem sets him up in a way that it, it, it comes to api bracha, not yesh me'ayin. And perhaps this has ramifications in the broader discussion, conversation regarding doing hishtalus versus the, the betachen aspect of it. And if you look in many of the svarim, the, the uh, of Dessler, the Sifsechayim, others, they talk about this concept that you're doing a Shtadlis as a Siba, that you're giving Hashem a Siba, look, I did this, this could have made money, and I'm leaving it up to you to, to give me the bracha. But you're doing it as a way to get bracha on Masiyadayim. Perhaps it's the same thing, because we can't rely on miracles, yesh me'ayin, so we have to do Sibas that allow that this derech of Hashem to give us Parnasa and Ashiris through bracha, through extending expansion of what already exists. So perhaps that would be something to think about over there as well. I just want to say, if, if we go with this Yisait, perhaps we could answer a question. The, the Yavitz, when he argues on the Ramah, the Yavitz is quoting the Pesach Shuva in Reish Mem Zayin. He says, we cannot test Hashem with Meiser. And he brings a Raya. Even though the Ramah says you could, he brings a Raya. The Gemara says, someone who, who finds the Nechse Hager, which means you, you got a windfall of cash. The Nechse Hager does not have any Yarshim. There's no inheritors. And you got a free uh, $2 million of cash. The Gemara asks, what should he do in order for him to make sure that the money doesn't go down the, down the tubes, so to say. So the Gemara goes through, maybe you should buy a Sefer Torah, and the Schuss of buying a Sefer Torah, they're like, in the Yavitz, tell him to give Meiser, and if he gives Meiser, he'll see Ashiras uh, from that. So obviously you're not allowed to test Hashem with Meiser Ksof, and that's the sheet of the Yavitz. However, based on this, we could perhaps answer the question. This is not a typical situation where a person spent time, he worked, he worked hard, he had, he had uh, blood, sweat, and tears in a business, and he's still working. So when he gives Meiser, there's, he, he gave HaKadosh Baruch Hu a Kli to be Masik Bracha on his Masi Yadayim. So there, you do have the, the Haftacha. But in a situation where he just got a windfall, he's not working, he's sitting on his couch. And he got millions of dollars, so now he's going to give Meiser on that. But where's the Ashiras coming from? Yesh Me'ayin, he's going to go get another windfall of cash? Where's, where's the Yesh Me'ayin? So it could be, it's only for someone who has a job, or it doesn't mean the job, but it's someone who has a way to make money, then we could say, oh, so for him, the Ashiras could be sustained if he gives Meiser. But someone who gets a windfall, the Meiser that he gives off that, unless he's doing other things in his life, from that itself, there perhaps is no guarantee. Perhaps that would be a way to answer the question of the Yavitz based on the Gemara and Erev regarding the Nechse Okay, that was the end of the year. We'll continue, Mirza Shem, next week.